Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Female Footballers Podcast. My name is Cassie Gray, and I'm the host, founder, and director of Female Footballers. And I'm super excited today to bring to you our first guest. Up until now, we've had all of our mentors or staff members providing content for you on this podcast about the female side of the game. But today we have a very special guest. Her name is Jasmine Kakamo, and she is a fashion and celebrity stylist. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me, Cassie. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. So for prefacing for the audience, we actually know each other. Our husbands played uh, in the MLS and Major League Soccer together for the San Jose Earthquakes and the Houston Dynamo. So that is how we have an, an outside relationship. Um, but I'm so excited to have you on and provide our listeners with information about your background, what you do now, and why what you do is connected to female footballers in many different ways. Yeah, so we are going to start off with, would you please tell our um, our listeners, you have a background as a collegiate athlete and, um, and parlayed that into um, being a fashion and wardrobe stylist for not only celebrities, but also Olympic athletes and, and elite athletes. So let's start with a little bit about your background. Can you tell us about your, you know, where you grew up, where you're from, um, and a little bit about your athletic experience? Yes. New York on Long Island and um, I grew up playing sports. I have a younger sister so her and I were these little tomboys always growing up playing sports very into soccer very into track which segued into playing both soccer and running track um, in college and it kind of and I think people are a little bit surprised because I am so into fashion that I was this athlete um, because I think a lot of the times people don't think that sports and fashion can can merge so uh, I was a journalism major in college after that I got into editorial fashion where I worked um, at Marie Claire and Cosmo um, and then that eventually segued into me being a freelance celebrity stylist where I have worked always with a lot of musicians and actors and actresses and then about the last six years segued into working more with athletes which I love because now you're getting a taste of working with people that have different body types and different personalities um, and people that just love to be creative and people that you never thought would like to be creative and express their personalities through fashion because you normally see them on the field or in the court of their respective playing fields and their uniforms they have this whole other side of them um, which is fashion which i love to help them bring out yeah absolutely and you touched on something i think is really interesting that i think if they have any players listening or parents and coaches is this notion that you know girls or female athletes aren't always connected to the style and the fashion world and i think that's something that we're seeing change over time and that excites me as well, just because I know when I started playing soccer, it was, um, you had to be kind of a tomboy to play the sport and they only made male uniforms. They didn't have fitted female uniforms. And, you know, throughout my collegiate experiences, when that started to change, and there's a big difference between women who played in like the eighties and the nineties and then women who played today. So were you the player, um, whether it was soccer or track where you were, um, into the uniforms and, and, and did you wear makeup as a player? And some of these things that are kind of newer in the world of sports today. No, I grew up playing in, I guess you would say the early 90s. I'm an 80s baby. So I grew up playing in the early 90s. And we, what do we have? We had umbro uniforms and boxy yeah. shorts and boxy, you know, um, 
uniform jerseys and there was no like you said there was no makeup I feel like there wasn't or if you wore makeup rather I feel like you were a different kind of player I feel like it was kind of separated into the tomboy player and then you know the cute player and then people put a label on that cute player that like oh well they only care about looking good there was no in between. And I think that's what I love so much as I got older about the game is that no, there doesn't have to be an in between. You can be a kick ass player and still look good because that's what's gonna make you confident and make you you on on the field. Absolutely, no, I couldn't agree more. Do you see a difference? So you said you, um, you played soccer and track. Is there a huge difference? in um well you know this notion of body image is something we're going to talk about having you know having you be in this world of uh fashion and um it's something that you know there are more and more studies coming out um espn had a recent study where it's one in five female student athletes say their coaches have called them fat and so in your collegiate experience going between back and forth i guess from starting in soccer and then ending in track did you have issues with body image or um see a lot of your uh teammates experience anything like that it's i never heard that in college i had teammates that talked about it in college talked about their own personal body image but i experienced it more with coaches when i was in high school oh um, interesting. especially from track because i was a hurdler um and i had to have a certain body type to be a hurdler like I had to keep my legs lean and long and thin and I was a sprinter. So there was a very different body type that we had to have versus, you know, long distance runners. And then your body as a runner was very different from that as a soccer player. So I fell into this whole weird, you know, bubble of like, what should my body type be? I never knew growing up. So I just kind of like went with the flow and didn't try not to let it affect me so much but i had you know weird relationships with food about like what i could eat what i could not eat so for me personally um i know i struggled with body image and i know that quite a few of my you know teammates did and it was more of a pressure we put on ourselves in college rather than what our coaches did at the time yeah i think it's interesting because um i would agree like in my growing up experience it wasn't a big thing for me personally it wasn't something that was talked about um, I definitely had teammates at the collegiate level that struggled with um, eating and situations like that. But I would say I just, you know, nowadays it's so different with social media and access that, that young players, young females have to all sorts of things. My sister and I were talking about this the other day because she's a 70s baby and a kind of an early 90s high school player. And she was talking about when she played how the people that were famous at the time in fashion were Kate Moss and some of these really real thin models. And then, you know, I'm more of the late nineties high school player when some of that was around and, and it started to shift then, yeah. but yeah. I'm curious, do you think, and working with athletes now, do you think that the pressure is increased on younger female athletes um, when it comes to the notion of what to eat and body much more so than when we played? Oh, I think, I think that social media plays a huge part in how people just perceive themselves um, from, you know, younger girls in middle school through high school through the college level. I think that they are looking at um, these athletes who, you know, to them have these perfect, you know, bodies, many of them so different. 
Um, and then you have middle schoolers who are looking at those influences, but they also are looking at, like you said, the fashion side of it. So they're looking at the Gigi Hadid's and like Bella Hadid's and Hailey Bieber's and like, oh, why can't I look like that? Why can't I have that body? But yet my body looks more like, let's say Alex Morgan than Hailey Bieber's, but how do I, you know, I don't know, how do I figure out how to get my body looking like that? Is it by not eating? Is it eating too much? Is it certain types of meals, diets, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like all of that has a tremendous, you know, effect on, on them today. Totally. No, we couldn't agree more. And, and so talking about what you do now as a stylist, um, what do you, do you see that the eating and body image related issues are prevalent in, in, let's start with, you said you started off with musicians and, and actors and actresses. Is that pretty common there? And then do you see a difference working with them? And then we're working with the athletes when it comes to body image and eating issues. Yeah, I, you know, it's actually surprising having my athlete background, how little of, you know, a, how, or let me re, let me, let me say that again. There's less um, body image issues with the athletes that I work with than the musicians and actors and actresses that I've worked with in the past. Interesting. I feel like their actors, actresses, musicians, feel like they need to fit a certain mold of a certain size being sample size and sample size for those that don't know are size zero and twos and fitting into those clothes and presenting a certain image whereas athletes are more confident in their bodies because their bodies are their tools their vessels what they use to you know compete and make money and are who they are so it's it's actually very interesting seeing the difference in, in self-confidence and body image between the two. Yeah, that is super interesting, especially with, um, I don't know, you would just think that with a sample size being a zero and a two as an athlete, knowing that most athletes are not zero and twos, that that would put more pressure on them. So that's super fascinating. Yeah. And, and it's great because I feel like nowadays fashion, what people also probably don't know is fashion is being more inclusive of those body types. When I first started working with athletes, you know, years ago, designers didn't really want to loan to athletes because they were like, oh, the size, oh, you know, are they really going to be on a red carpet? Are they really going to get the attention to now, cut to six, seven years later, where they're designing, you know, custom designing pieces for athletes, or they're making their sample sizes bigger or more inclusive, um, knowing that athletes have such, such a voice and can help this self, you know, the, the image, the self-confidence issues that people have right now. Yeah. With your time in the business, have you seen a big shift in, in labels changing their tone when it comes to what is the ideal kind of body type? What, what year did you start and get into all of this? And then as to now, how many yeah, years? I think that it's kind of, unfortunately, fortunately, but unfortunately split down the middle. I still see designers that, you know, only make certain sizes and only will loan to certain sizes. And then I have, you know, a whole handful of other designers that I work with that are so inclusive <clears throat> from working with your model sizes to your athlete sizes, which are only a four or six, mm -hmm. but again, different proportions, bigger shoulders, bigger hips or bigger thighs, skinnier waist um, to then, you know, even plus size, like designing specifically for larger plus size, you know, models. So I personally like working with those designers who are more inclusive and take that into consideration with designing than, you know, the former. 
Totally. I mean, that just made me think of like, I feel like our generation, even younger generations, it's like a soccer girl prob to deal with the bigger thighs, right? Like oh, yeah. our jeans ever fit us because the thighs are too big and the waist is too large and like all of those same issues. So. Yeah. Um, oh yes. But, I remember the days of pulling on the jeans and I had to get like two sizes bigger because my thighs were larger and my waist was so tiny. On my pants. Yes. Well, well, and speaking of that, like, are there good, like, what are good brands for soccer players? I mean, I'm sure you know all of this. Like, what are the best brands for, and maybe different price points too for different yeah. listeners? But yeah, what are some good brands? I'm really loving these days good American jeans because they, um, their size runs are huge. They have a variety of sizes and just their materials are, you know, really great. They're a little bit more stretchy, so they fit in the waist, they fit in the thighs. Um, so I'm a huge fan of them. I mean, I haven't put on a pair of jeans in a year. So I, uh, yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, Levi, like, and I, you know, I love Levi's, like Levi's jeans are, are great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to spend $250 on a pair of jeans to get something that look and feel good and, and fit good. Yeah, totally. That's kind of what I love. Um, when I've looked at many of the different people that you've styled, you seem to blend kind of high end and lower end uh, stuff together. So can you tell us a little about tell the listeners, you know, some of the, the athletes that you've worked with and um, and then a little bit about that, the blending of your style of, of how you yeah. style somebody. Yeah, so I have worked with Alex Morgan, Michaela Schifrin, Iftahaj Muhammad, Perry Walsh. Um, gosh, who? Who else have I worked with from the athlete side? Um, and then, uh, you know, a great deal of men as well. But um, it's very interesting because I'll pull for Alex for a red carpet and everything that I pull for her is a completely different rack of clothing that I would bring to a fitting for Michaela Schifrin because they're completely different body types. But it's fun. It, it lets you be creative. You get introduced to new designers. Um, yeah, it's just it's just super fun. Yeah, Alex Morgan is is um I love that you brought her up. She's um she's a Cal alum. I went to Cal. We're I'm way older than her, so and she hasn't really been able to make any of our alumni uh, stuff because she's a little busy. Yeah. Um, but how long have you been working with her? And um, just tell us a little bit about your you know how you came to that relationship and um, a little bit about pulling for her because she is your um, probably your biggest name soccer player you work with. And yeah. sure, some of the listeners would love an insight into. Um, the world of styling for her. <laughs> yeah, so Alex is super fun to work with because she just, she loves fashion. She loves trying new things and taking risks. I started working with Alex, I want to say six years ago, maybe going on seven now. Um, that COVID year is a little shaky, <laughs> like affects time. Um, so yeah, about six, seven years now. Uh, and we started working together. Our first project was um, Fashion Week in New York which was a lot of fun because we got to know each other and I got to know her personality and things that she likes and she doesn't like from the fashion um, side. And we've just grown together, have created so many different looks. We've created looks that have been, you know, featured in InStyle magazine after the last World Cup and um, her Time uh, 100 look, which was a red suit, which was one of my favorite looks that I had styled. I love that one too. Different. It was fun, it was bold. Um, so we did that. We had uh, a couple of amazing custom-made pieces for her from Christian Siriano and Sasha and Bobby. And it's just really, Alex is just amazing to work with because she trusts me. We know each other so well. 
Um, and I love that she likes to be creative and, and take risks and try new things all the time. Yeah. Do you feel like pressure, or maybe she feels this pressure too, because she's kind of the poster child for women's soccer mm -hmm. at the moment, as is, you know, Megan Rapino and stuff, but she's kind of, you know, the one that a lot of little girls look up to. And especially part of that is her looks, you know, it is that yeah. she has this all American kind of look. Does she feel that pressure or do you as her stylist feel the pressure to uphold any sort of look for people? Yeah, Alex is so amazing. She's so laid back that I don't think it like really, you know, affects her. I'm more concerned. I think I'm more concerned for my clients more than they are for themselves because like you said, they have like people put them on a pedestal. So I feel my job is to help them exude their inner confidence and their self-esteem and their inner beauty, you know, on an external level because people look up to them you know totally. so much so i think that they i just am enhancing what they have inside that is what people put them on a pedestal for yeah and you know alex is pretty it seems like she's pretty open um as far as um even on her social media like she's pretty real seeming yes. but out of curiosity you know does she ever have those moments when you're dressing her of um, or pulling for her where she has her moments of doubt, just like the rest of us soccer girls with her body? Yeah, I think, listen, she's a normal, at the end of the day, she's a normal girl. She's a normal athlete. She has the same, you know, doubts and questions about her body like we all do. And I think it's it's normal. It's something that everybody goes through. So if you're feeling like you have your you know, your hips are too big today, or you have a little, you know, skin hanging over your pant. It's everything that we go through. These athletes, you know, these A-list athletes, they all go through it. Um, yeah, so I think that's super important to, to talk about that just because it normalizes the conversation that even the players at the highest level have these moments of doubt that that's normal, but that they are also looking at their body, like you said earlier, as their tool. It's their, it's why they're at the level that they are. And so they have to take care of it. And it's not something where they're not eating or they're, you know, cutting calories. It's more of just, um, they know that that is their, their tool to get to the highest level. So yeah. And, and what I love about, you know, the girls that I work with is, is that they are real on Instagram and it gives people and especially young girls a reason to love them and a reason to love themselves. I think we were doing an event once with Alex and Ashlyn um, and we were all in a limo after the event and we ordered a pizza and Alex is on her social media, Sherry, that she's eating pizza. So it's just like, just yeah. people to be real. And I don't think that people really, I know that sounds very corny, but it is. I think people don't embrace that enough, that realness and, and being genuine is, is normal. Totally. And I think it's neat. I love that you brought up Ashlyn Harris too, because there's a lot of women on the women's national team that have different body types, Ashlyn being one of them that is normalizing um, just being in the fashion world. I mean, she does a lot of high fashion looks and um, it's, I don't know, I'm no, I know nothing about labels, so I'm not even going to go there, but, um, you know, it's clear that, you know, with even Rapino being on the cover of Harper's Bazaar this week, like that was pretty cool. And some of, I'm sure, you know, all the clothing that she wore, I have no idea, but it was more just about the fact that they're making headlines on these larger magazines. Do you have thoughts on any of that? 
Yeah, I think it's so important from the editorial side, like you said, with Megan being on Harper's Bazaar and, you know, Alex being called up to do these shoots and Ashlyn being on posters, you know, in a really great athleisure look in the Adidas store window. I think that that's so important. I love that brands and magazines are embracing that athletes are a huge part of pop culture. They have a voice. They are important. People are listening to them. So I, I love that. Obviously, being a former athlete, too, I wish we had more of that growing up. Um, I 100% agree. 100%. I think that's why we are trying to make our tiny little difference at female football is just to normalize that all of these aspects in the on the mental side of the game, body image and how we feel about ourselves being one of them is just so important. And I and so I guess my last question would be just, you know, if you have advice for girls that are, you know, we primarily work with girls 10 and up, which starting at 10 is when a lot of these body image issues start. A lot of them start to look towards these celebrity figures for guidance or what they should be wearing or how they should look. You know, any advice for female athletes in the teen years that, that you maybe could give them? Yeah, like number one, don't be so hard on yourself. Like everybody has doubts about their body. Everybody has doubts about, you know, what they should wear, what they think looks good on them. But I think at the root of it, just don't be so hard about on yourself. Look inwards and really find like what it is that you're passionate about. Forget body type, like think about what you're passionate about. And then that will just exude your self-confidence will make and will make you happy in your own skin, in your own body. And I think on Instagram and social media and websites or wherever you are, look for those people that make you feel good about yourself. Do a a scrub of your Instagram and get rid of anybody that does, when you look at their page, does not make you feel good, delete them, unfollow them, follow people that make you feel good about yourself, make you ask questions about yourself and come to answers that you're happy with and things that you love about yourself and follow those people if you want to follow someone and, and look for guidance from those people or ask questions, find, you know, a former player, come to female footballers and, and just talk it out with someone, talk about your questions, talk about your doubts. You know, there are tons of people nowadays, I feel like that can help, you know, kids yeah. through that, especially you That's, guys. No, so, no, such good advice. But um, I think there's just so many, there's so much out there and I think girls don't always know which direction to go in. So maybe you can help with that too. Like, what do you have coming up? What other, um, you know, where, where are you heading in the next five years when it comes to styling athletes or even non-athletes? Like, yeah, you know. I'm just on this mission really to blend sports and fashion. That is my goal over the next couple of years. Um, I have, you know, some stuff like short term, like I have some stuff going on with Alex for the Olympics coming up, um, which is fun. Ooh. But for me personally, like I have always loved sports, love fashion, and I want to, you know, merge them and let people know that like, it's great to be creative and express yourself through fashion, no matter what sport you play, no matter what your body type is. And I want to just show people that like, sports and fashion are, are a huge piece of pop culture um, that don't need to be, you know, one or the other. It can be both. Absolutely. And that's awesome. Ooh, I'm excited to know what's happening with the Olympics. Yeah. Alex coming up. We're going to have to. Fun outfits. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to chat after the Olympics, hopefully after they win and, and get to see yeah. some of the pieces when she goes on her press tour. I want to see what, what you pull. The girls do well. Yeah, seriously. I'm just still like, God, I hope it still happens. It sounds like it is, but you know. I, know. 
I think I, as I know, their girls are leaving mid June. So. Oh, good. Okay. Cool. Yes. Fingers awesome. crossed that it stays that way. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine, for joining us. I couldn't be more thrilled to have you on here. And we are so stoked for what you're doing and the voice and the advocating that you're doing for female athletes out there. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, any of your followers can hit me up on DMs if they have questions about anything, you know, image related, fashion related. Yes, absolutely. Please check out. <laughs> yes, check out Jasmine's Instagram and you're on Twitter as well, right? I'm not. I mean, I'm you're not, Twitter, but I don't utilize it. So Instagram oh, okay. is the best source of, you know, okay. updates for me. So yes, check her out on Instagram. She also has a website. We can learn all about her. If you even just Google her, there's some amazing articles and, and publications that she's been a part of, including InStyle, and you can learn more about her. So thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. I hope to see you guys soon too. <laughs> yeah, definitely.